Hey guys, Cable here, and this week's podcast is brought to you by the fine folks over at OnX Hunt. If there is one thing that I rely on year after year, season after season, it's OnX Maps, and their technology helps me plan out my hunt, whether that's chasing elk in the backcountry in New Mexico, where I'm headed this fall, or turkey on a smaller private property in the Lone Star State. doesn't matter. It tells you where you can and can't go based off of the property lines. It's right there on your map. Also, geographical features to hone in on. Like, okay, where do I think elk are going to be? Well, this says this elevation, and it's got this north-facing slope. What about water for me? I'm going to be thirsty. I need to camp somewhere in close proximity to water. Okay, here's a mountain stream or a high country lake right here on the map. All right, it's got it all, man. If you're not using Onyx, you're making life more difficult than it needs to be. That's a fact. Use my promo code LONESTAR20 to get 20% off your own Onyx subscription when you check out at onxmaps.com. Yeah, you're telling me that I'm the only one willing to fight for my love of the red and white and the blue burning on the ground. Another statue coming down in a town Watching the threads of old glory come undone. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's our very own Aaron Lewis, his latest only one. Kicking things off for us on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show, presented by Mossberg Firearms, as always. Cable Smith here with you. Thank you so much for dropping by today. I do appreciate each and every one of you, and we've got a great show lined up for you today on episode 586, and I'm going to tell you all about it right now. Because exciting stuff, one of my favorite bands happens to be Flatland Calvary. They've got a new record out, by the way. And so Cleto, Jason, and Reed will be here in just a second. We'll talk some outdoors, some hunting and fishing, as well as take a listen to some brand new tunes off the new record. Uh, so cool stuff coming up with Flatland. And then, you know what, I think Flatland has really kind of filled that void uh, vacated by turnpike troubadours you know when they broke up uh but i did hear evan is sober now so i think it was actually even uh, there was a, a rolling stones article on that so we'll see if turnpike can ever get it back together but you know flatland kind of just stepped right in and certainly turnpike was influential and has been influential in their music um, they'll even tell you that but i think flatland is as good as it gets on the uh, red dirt texas music scene these days so excited to have them on. And then at the uh, bottom of the hour, cousins Emily and Corey Vogues will be here. Emily recently got into a, a bit of a tussle with, I think it was a needle-nosed gar. But it ended up messing her arm up six ways to Sunday. And the uh, resulting infection was one that hospitalized her as well. So we'll hear all about that. I think maybe there was a little liquid courage involved. Um, not sure, but... Emily will shed some light on what exactly happened there and uh, if she's back to as good as new. But you really don't hear about people getting messed up by gar fish very often. I never have, actually. Um, so that's what we're going to do today. I'm certainly excited about it. Uh, how about a giveaway? I've got a couple of my Lone Star Outdoors show unwoke t-shirts because if you think extreme leftist culture and this wokeism that is running rampant through America is disgusting, abhorrent, and uh, sometimes just comical, like I do, 
then this is the t-shirt for you. It says Unwoke on the front. It's got my logo on the back. It's that soft ring spun cotton. I'll even throw in a Lone Star Outdoor Show cap as well. So just email the word Unwoke. That's Unwoke to Lone Star Outdoor Show at gmail.com. And uh, we'll, we'll do two of them today, two cap and t-shirt uh, prize packages. So anyway, email in. We'll get you entered. Let's take a quick break. Coming up next, Flatland Calvary joins us, um, maybe from Lubbock, maybe from Nashville. I don't know. Excited to have him on right here on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show. 10,000 miles from a southern town. something nostalgic about the old-timey general store and that's exactly what you're going to find in downtown Goldwaith, texas at the mills county general store they're licensed ffl with rifle pistols and shotguns ammo gun accessories hunting accessories deer corn and attractants sporting goods they've got a wide array of knives to choose from plus insulated apparel for both work and camo for hunting season fishing supplies they've got foods like anchor tea grass-fed beef dublin sodas gourmet sauces and a whole lot more. Also, Ace Hardware. From wall to wall, they have it all. Check it out. The Mills County General Store right there in Goldweight, Texas. Hi, Brett Jepson here with Three Curl Lease Connection. I'd like to invite you to come enjoy some of Texas' best dove hunting just minutes outside of Dallas. We have many private dove leases available for this upcoming season, including milo, wheat, sunflower, and cornfields. Leases come in different sizes and prices, so we can fit anyone's budget. We have the lease that's perfect for you and your group. We don't overcrowd multiple groups into one property, and you'll have the first pick at renewing your lease for years to come. Please visit us at threecurl.com and click on leases for your property listings. That's T-H-R-E-E-C-U-R-L.com. I got planks to nail, I got charts to make, and I got seas to sail. I'm gonna build me a boat with these two hands of fair curve from a noble plan. Let the chips fall where they Little guy Clark bringing us back on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show, presented by Mossberg Firearms. Boats to Bill, the name of that one. Love that tune. One of my favorite songwriters there. And uh, one of my favorite bands set to join us right now in the form of Flatland Calvary. But before we're joined by the boys, uh, this segment is brought to you by Mossberg Firearms. The Mossberg Patriot, to be exact. I think I've got eight or nine of them in the safe. All outfitted with a vortex scope of some kind, I'm sure, but whether it's a 22-250 you want to introduce your son to deer hunting with or all the way up to a 375 Ruger, which I took to Africa in February for Cape Buffalo, they've got it all. I've got 270, 300 Win Mag, 7 Mag, 243, you name it. I've got them all. And so whatever you fancy, they can take care of you. They are hardworking, rugged, American-made firearms at a price the working man can afford. Check it out. You can find the Patriot lineup at Mossberg.com. And without further ado, let's bring them on right now. One of my favorite bands, I think one of the best country acts going, um, hands down. Flatland Calvary's frontman, lead singer, songwriter, Cleto Cordero, drummer, Jason Albers, and lead guitarist, Reed Dillon. Thanks for being here on a Zoom call with me. 
Where in the world are you guys at right now? I believe Nashville. we're all in Nashville. Okay. So I know everyone's from Texas originally, but you guys have been in Nashville for a little while. Yeah, I moved here a month ago. Uh, the other two have been here for what, since November at least? Okay. Yeah, a couple months. Right on. So. Right on. Yeah. I was telling uh, Jason off the air about the, uh, we went to the show, my wife and I went to the show at uh, Choctaw recently, which was like our first uh, foray back into going to see live music since COVID. And it's funny because the last show we saw before that was we went to see you guys and William Clark Green up in New York for Valentine's Day last February, um, which was an awesome show as well. But uh, I was telling Jason that I've never felt safer about like COVID than I did at, at Choctaw because every one of those college kids that was up front has had COVID and herd immunity is like alive and well with that group. <laughs> <laughs> which, yeah, definitely. Uh, Post-COVID times for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. They go a crowd full of people and casino didn't seem, uh, you know, to be hurting any or anything. So it was felt pretty normal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was eye opening too. walking through the casino and just uh, it was like life was back to normal, which uh, we COVID ran through our house uh, December. I think did all of you guys get it as well? I caught it. Yeah. Back in last November. Yeah, so I guess you're the only lucky one, Cleto. Uh, you other guys didn't get it. Yeah, if I did get it, I never knew it. So, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Man, I caught I caught a bad case of the flu about a month before the shutdown, before COVID was in the news, and it was all the symptoms. And I'm oh, I'm yeah. in and out of DFW Airport, um, so like it was New Year's Eve and I caught it. So I'm oh, yeah. I, I need to go get an antibodies test. I don't have one, but I did get vaxxed. Yeah. So and, yeah, but, which my my wife is vaxxed. I'm not, but since I had it, I was kind of, you know, living free, uh, based off those antibodies. I'm going this week to get an antibodies test because I'm going to Africa, uh, to go hunting in, in two weeks. And I don't nice. know if it's going to sway my opinion on getting vaccinated or not, but I'd like to know like how careful I need to be, you know? Um, so we shall see, but, uh, where are you headed at in, uh, Africa, South Africa? Yeah. Cool. We're ta- taking a group of guys over there and, yeah, it's. Uh, I was there. I was there in February, and had you know just had COVID, so I wasn't worried at all. I went to a elementary school. I shot a buffalo, and we took a bunch of the meat uh, to the school, and they don't get a lot of red meat protein, so they were like singing and dancing, and I played a soccer nice. game with these kids. Which the soccer field was bent with hunting, hunters' dollars donations uh, from you know the safari company did that they dug a well there put in electricity so um just validating to to see hunters dollars in action there but uh yeah it was um they take ivermectin over there which we don't take in this country it's crazy but it's uh, i don't know if y'all are familiar with ivermectin well that's because they don't tell about us uh, but third world countries do this is like a drug that was developed in, in in japan in the 70s it's been around a long time there's not even a patent on it anymore but fight stuff like covid and other infections they give it to uh cows and horses for like deworming stuff but uh my buddy he got it at dfw airport last week and his doctor gave him the ivermectin and like a few hours later not like asymptomatic but feeling a lot better but uh but yeah anyway we don't have to talk about covid anymore Uh, (laughs) let's talk about some exciting stuff um first of all though as far as you guys in the outdoors Cleto, I mean, I know you grew up in the Texas Panhandle. That's a place I've spent a lot of time bird hunting outside of Lubbock. Um, is that something you did a lot of growing up as well? No. Well, I grew up in Midland, Texas, out in oh, Midland, Midland County. Okay. 
so there's not very many game out there and i mean other than <laughs> you guys lubbock, met in lubbock Peter's. okay yeah 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 we met we were in lubbock for like seven years while we were going to school up there and uh -huh. the band was forming but uh yeah i didn't get to come from a large family so we didn't get to go hunting or anything like that much uh, yeah. my dad had a kind of like a ranch house out in south texas where they that's where he grew up and they would whenever we went down there that we would shoot like dove and rabbits and stuff it was never got to do the whole you know buck mm -hmm. hunting or anything like that but not not yet at least yeah is that something you are inclined to uh possibly do later on i think so i think if i do i want to i want to get good on a bow and arrow man and uh sit in a tree stand and kind of do it the old-fashioned way you know and yeah. if i do uh you know but i, I gotta I guess i gotta buy a bow and start practicing because <laughs> <laughs> i don't think yeah. you'll have much luck just taking it out there for the first time uh-huh what about uh, what about fishing fishing yeah i, I like to fish uh, my, my dad uh has always that's like one of his pastimes you know and there's not much water where he grew up around uh other than the rio grande and they would catch stuff in there but he's always talking about it every time i come home and so uh i've had some opportunities to go fishing here recently with my buddy will green and uh whenever i was in lubbock i would only fish the plyo lakes and stuff but uh -huh. i kind of like same thing it kind of just doesn't feel the same you know but Right. Uh, Reed's more of the more more of the most angler uh, in our in our camp. He's always fishing all the time. Taking what do you like to fish for, Reed? Uh, when I was in Texas, it was mostly largemouth. Uh -huh. um, that's my favorite thing to catch. But up here, I've just been fishing mainly the rivers, which there's a lot more of those here than in Texas. Yeah. And it's mostly smallmouth up here, which are also really fun to catch. Mm -hmm. I would say they fight a lot harder than the largemouth, like pound for yeah, pound. Yeah, yeah, compared to like you know, the relative size, I would say yeah. so too, yeah. but yeah, it's fun. And you're from Farmersville. Yeah. So correct. North Texas area. What's the large, what's your personal best largemouth? Uh, I would say around six pounds, nothing too nice. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But and, I watch uh, guys like, uh, John B and, and other guys like that, just pulling out tanks, like <laughs> 10 pounders. And I'm just like, how do you find those? Yeah. Yeah. What about, do you like to hunt as well? Yeah. Mostly bird hunting. Uh, I have been deer hunting a couple of times, but I've never shot anything. Yeah. So dove or dove. Waterfowl? Yeah. Yeah. Dove. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we would never admit on this show that people drink beer and go dove hunting, but uh, <laughs> I've, heard that it, I've heard that it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is. It's great. Yeah. What about you, Jason? Yeah, man, I, I was, uh, I was blessed. My dad, he, uh, he was quite the, the deer hunter. Um, you know, he, he tells stories going up to Colorado, Montana, um, you know, in his younger days. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm the youngest of six kind of like Cleto. I, I grew up in Midland uh -huh. and, uh, where there's just not much water. So we did a lot more hunting, uh, like dove hunting, uh, quail hunting, uh, stuff like that. And <clears throat> we go shoot clay pigeons. And, uh, as far as, uh, hunting goes, just anything with a shotgun more or less. And, uh, we, you know, just, going out to Andrews County, Andrew County, um, big lake, just kind of where there's no trees and you just perch a bucket, a, a home Depot bucket under a, a small mesquite tree and hope for the best, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Nothing so lavish. My, my, uh, youngest brother is, is very different than, than myself. Um, but big flatland, uh, fan and he and his wife went with us to New York for Valentine's day last year, but, not much of the hunter. His, uh, he lives in Dallas. His idea of a, a nice Sunday is, you know, mimosas and brunch and skinny jeans and 
but I took him down to uh, the hill country this weekend and we did a, a skeet shoot. And I'm not you. His, I, it was his chest. Well, in his case, like his boob was like purple. <laughs> I was like, we weren't on the same team. So I didn't tell him, like, you put it against your shoulder. My eight year old son looked at the picture he sent. He's like, why is his chest bruised? You put a shotgun against your shoulder, dad. I was like, dude, I don't know. That's your <laughs> metrosexual uncle for you. So, <laughs> yeah. anyway. He's going to well, palpate so, his heart that way, give himself a heart attack or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shooting that many times. Eye-opening. Eye-opening for sure. Um, so you've shot deer then, um, Jason? Yeah, we used to go up to uh, – man, we used to go up to a place called Kittaquay, which uh-huh. is uh, somewhere in the Panhandle, Floydata, just north of Lubbock. Yeah. And it's uh, it was always straight cornfields, like – or just whatever fields, no trees, no nothing. And we got a couple, a uh, couple of hunters, our, our manager, Dylan, he's from Michigan. And, uh, you know, where he's, he's used to, you know, climbing up a tree, you know, I think he does some bow hunting. And, and for us, it was just a middle of flat land. And a uh, month before deer season, we just go and uh, pull up a blind that, you know, a 10 foot tall blind um, that, you know, was just there and throw the corn feeder out there. And, uh-huh. you know, it, it was it was you know we we uh we ate and harvested everything you know that we got you know and we used it as meat and you know there was always a, a freezer in the in the garage and stuff but uh but yeah they he always gives me a, a bunch of shit that you know it's it's just shooting fish in a barrel like that but uh yeah you mentioned floyd Ada. that's like i think that's where don williams is from isn't it is he i, I think so man i think the gentle giant is from floyd Ada, texas the pride of floyd Ada. I've hunted uh, ducks and geese up, like you said, lots of corn. Um, mm-hmm. Those sandhill cranes, the ribeye in the sky, they flock to that area <laughs> of the panhandle. Mm-hmm. They're fun, too. Shoot one and just, like, watch a 25-pound bird just fall out of the sky. It's a big thud. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't know you could eat sandhill. Oh, right. dude, yeah. Look, rib, look that up, too. Ribeye in the sky. Ribeye in the sky. Yeah. It would, Apparently, so, they're delicious. Yeah. You would really? think, looking at them, right, that they would be like a heron or something, just, like, eat fish and crawdads and frogs and they would probably taste like the disgusting but no they eat all that ag and so they taste more hmm. like beef yeah uh, wow, which, really yeah absolutely delicious mm-hmm. and how far how far are they flying up as far as like compared to like a dove or something oh they'll fly miles high you can just hear them make this weird noise um but yeah i went to lubbock in um november and did a guided hunt we used to just pass shoot them because we didn't know what we were doing when I was younger. My buddy that was at tech, we would just put a burlap sack over us and just lay in a field and just hope they flew over it like 40 or 50 yards. You know, <laughs> this guy had them like landing in our laps. You know, it was a totally different experience. So, but uh, yeah, they decoyed and everything. Um, so if you guys tell me this for each of you, and I know Cleto said he's hasn't really been into the you know the outdoors too much but if you had if there was a bucket list thing that you could do um read it might be fishing for you i don't know but but we'll start with uh Cleto and just any any act, outdoor activity that's like oh yeah shit I, I, that looks cool i want to try that man i'd i'd love to go uh one of my one of caitlin's uncles had a, a fishing charter out in alaska catching salmon hmm. And so when he, he brought, he showed me his freezer full of all the stuff. And I was like, man, I love salmon and you could harvest that yourself. Like just to, it's all natural and everything. You know what I mean? I'm kind of oh, big yeah. on that. So it's like, that'd be awesome. Or to go catch some, some massive trout somewhere like in a mountain stream. Uh-huh. Uh, one of my buddies, Will Green, he, 
he, he doesn't like fly fishing because he's like, man, you can just catch the same damn thing with zip, <laughs> you know? So, but I, I want to try it all. I want to try to fly fish. Uh, I've caught a fish with the Coke can before and some string and a hook. So uh-huh. however, however you got to reel them in, I don't, not really too partial, you know what I mean? But yeah, uh, I'd love to, yeah, go fishing up in Alaska and maybe some mountain trout or something. And I definitely want to bow hunt one day and, uh, our manager, Dylan, one of his buddies, you know, he's a, it's a, I can't remember his name, but he, he like backpacks out in the country for like two days or something like that mm-hmm. just to get to the place and harvesting elk and stuff. And oh, yeah. to me, that just seems like the real McCoy way to do it. You know what I mean? So it's like an adventure. So I oh, can yeah. imagine uh, songs you'd write about that and stuff like that, or what that would spark, you know, that adventure, but at least mm-hmm. those three things for sure before I die. Well, you know that the fly, I mean, Will is right about one thing. The fly fishing deal is, uh, that's a real interesting community of folks who kind of are, uh, and, and Reed probably knows, they'll turn their nose up at you, man, if you're using live bait or like, God mm-hmm. forbid you kept a fish to eat. No, 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 that's not, that's not their, that's not that community's MO. <laughs> what about you, Reed? For sure. Uh, kind of similar to Cleto, I think uh, a bow hunt, hunting elk is probably up there mm-hmm. like one of those savages like Cameron Haynes I think that's what Cloto was talking about but mm-hmm. yeah I would love to just you know backpack out there for a few days and hopefully find one I've heard that a lot of the times you don't even run into anything but yeah I think that experience would be cool and also you know going fishing too maybe not necessarily with a fly but I would love, love to catch some nice river fish you know mountain river fish I feel like that's one of the freshest fish you can get so Right, right. Well, I fly fish for them and still eat them, so that's not really kosher with that with those folks. But whatever. Oh, I would definitely eat them. The idea of yeah. catching fish not to eat them, I don't. It doesn't. It's kind of like counterintuitive. But uh, I yeah. like it. Like if you caught a your six pound bass, I doubt you ate that, right? I mean, I really no, no. And um, plus, sure. warm water largemouth bass tastes like shit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, Jason? <laughs> Man, you're uh, you're telling me what you're doing over in South Africa, and that sounds. That sounds pretty primo, uh, yeah. man. I, I, I love this job, you know, that I have playing music one and then being able to just go different places, meet different people, all that kind of stuff. So going, going overseas to, you know, a lesser developed country, kind of like, you know, where you're, where you're headed and, uh, and going and getting a, getting a Buffalo to feed, you know, those kids to me, this seems like, you know, it seems, it seems like the Lord's work, you know, you're just trying to, trying to help out and just getting to getting to know those people. So maybe something like that, you know, and getting to see some different kind of animals than uh-huh. I'm definitely used to. Um, but, but yeah, I, something like that. And then uh, <clears throat> I went deep sea fishing out of uh, Jacksonville, Florida uh, about a year ago. And, uh, and we, we caught a, uh, I think we caught a tiger shark. Oh, nice. And it, it was, I mean, this thing was massive, like I want to say the guy had been doing it for like 20 years and he said it was like 300 pounds or something. We were in a 14 foot boat and that thing was almost damn near as long, but um, man, something, something like that, like going maybe to like somewhere in the Caribbean, just doing a little bit more of that. Just become buddies with Roger Craiger. I mean, he's got his own. <laughs> yeah, I know. Boat. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just, just take it. Yeah. Drink a lot of tequila, but I catch a lot of fish. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm okay with both of those, man. Right. Right. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break, come back and get into the band's new record, Welcome to Countryland. That segment of the show 
Brought to you by the new Vortex Optics Sun Slayer hoodie. And when you think hoodie, you think of something really thick. No, this is a UV protective, lightweight, breezy little hoodie that you put on. Maybe you're going fishing. Maybe you're going to the range. Maybe you're shooting your bow. Whatever the case, it protects you from the sun and is still light and airy. Absolutely love it. It's the Sun Slayer. You can find it at vortexoptics.com and you'll get 20% off all Vortex apparel. When you use my promo code Lone Star Twenty, we'll be right back with more from Flatland Calvary on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor I'm Show. I'm just a country boy. Money have I none, but I've got silver in the stars, gold. night vision and thermal imaging has been helping hunters light up the night for over a decade now i've been with them for quite some time back in the early days thermal optics were pretty expensive you might not realize it though the average guy can get into a thermal rifle scope these days very affordably i've got the thermion xp50 absolutely love that scope it's got a diverse color palette lots of options to choose from whether you want white hot uh, black hot red hot you name it there's tons of options, literally. It's got internal recording as well, and it's got internal and external battery options. So you can hunt all night without having to worry about running out of batteries. You can find the Thermion XP50 as well as their entire lineup of thermal and night vision optics right there at PulsarNV.com. Spawn is right around the corner. Your reels have been re-spooled, and the tackle box is ready to roll. But the question is, can your truck handle another season of pulling your boat in and out of the water every weekend? Call David Boone at Third Coast Diesels. He'll make sure your truck is not what sinks your next fishing trip. Offering a widespread array of diesel parts and services, call 214-326-1176 or visit thirdcoastdiesels.com today. Hey, this is Evan Felker with the Turnpike Troubadours. Thanks for listening to the Lone Star Outdoor Show. Well, I left my heart in Tulsa On the corner of Eastern and Main On the Canes ballroom floor Soaking up a bourbon stain And I'm going back to see you Easton and Maine, the name of that one from Turnpike Troubadours, bringing us back on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show, presented by Mossberg Firearms. Cable Smith here with you. Thanks so much for dropping by. We are still visiting with uh, Flatland Calvary today, one of my favorite bands. But before we get back into that conversation, the segment of the show brought to you by Stealth Cam and the new Fusion X wireless cell camera. You can pick one up at an affordable price, I think like 170 bucks. Man, these things have come a long way. They used to cost like $500 for a cell camera. You probably remember those days. Data plans are as low as $5 a month now. So uh, very affordable. You can find the Fusion X as well as their entire lineup of cell cameras right there at StealthCam.com. That being said, let's pick it back up with Flatland Calvary's Cleto Cordero, Reed Dillon, and Jason Albers. Appreciate you guys sticking around through the break. Um, well, you guys have a... A new record out, uh, I believe. Is it uh, "Welcome to Countryland"? Yeah, "Welcome to Countryland." Sure. Uh, we were checking it out. Um, my br- brother, who has the sore boob right now, he uh, he went down to the hill country with me, and our wives went, and so we were listening to the new record on the way down there this past weekend, digging it for sure. 
And I'm, I'm sure that there was a lot of anticipation. Did you guys write a lot of these songs during quarantine or did you already have some of them in the can? And, and then I did have one other question. When you've got a really good song, because I know um, you released at least one song, just a, a single during quarantine. You've got a really good song and it's kind of in between albums. Are you tempted to sit on that and, and wait to put it on the new record? Or is it something where you're like, man, this is awesome. We just got to get it out right now. I think each one's situational, you know, to answer your second question first. I mean, if you have a song and it feels like the right moment and it's already recorded and in the can and it feels like it's, you know, with the current times and everything in this particular occasion, we had that song that we recorded with Bruce and, uh, out of the, at in Lockhart, Texas with the next waltz. And we did a session out there and we had two songs, uh, we we're supposed to do one song. We had more time, so we recorded another one. We had no idea when it was going to get released. And then we didn't know that a few months later, you know, the world was going to shut down. And so right. the message of the song was just pretty much like keep uplifted in your mind and everything, you know. And we just talked to Dylan and Dylan reached out to Bruce and they're like, yeah, let's release it. So, you know, we hadn't really done that before, I don't believe, just kind of on a whim. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think it all just depends on, on the timing of, everything and i mean songs are for people and for people to listen to and if you don't have one or the other it doesn't work out so i think just give people music you know as often as you can uh with intention you know behind Mm -hmm. it and what about you guys have anything to add to that or yeah just going on uh on what you were saying just uh remember uh, our last show was in uh before covid was uh sal padre with uh, with Parker, we were on the way back. Like, all right, well, not knowing how long we're gonna be on the road, and and just sitting like, man, it's uh, we're gonna we're gonna be at home for a while. We know, and and going off Cleto, what he said as far as just war with your mind seemed perfect. You know, yeah. As far as just getting that message and like, you know, know thyself and make sure you're taking care of yourself um, mentally, which I thought was pretty cool because I can't think of another another time where a song that we had previously recorded was that well-timed i guess what about you reed uh i I think if you write a song that's very relevant to the times like where with my mind was and you're kind of in between albums i feel like it kind of makes sense to put it out Mm -hmm. but like if you had just coming out with a new album like we did just now and like say cleto writes another banger tomorrow it's like maybe you know sit on that for a while yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it was that War With My Mind was perfect timing because that was, I, I think, in our lifetime, certainly the biggest mental struggle that all of us face, you know, whether it was with our careers or just the inability to hang out with friends and family. But hey, one silver lining, we got Zoom out of the deal. So here we are, you know. Yeah, uh, there it is. I didn't even know what Zoom was before quarantine started. I didn't either. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> so... So that, that is pretty cool that we got that. I mean, but yeah, certainly a, a trying time for, for the entire world. What is the current single? I know I've heard a couple of them on, on KHYI here in, uh, in Dallas and on the radio. I and mean, now the whole album's available, so you can check it out. But uh, what, what songs have currently been released to radio? I want to say Something's Never Change is the current radio single. Okay. Uh, that, that All that kind of gets murky for me because I feel like, like you said, the record's out and there's now streaming and all this stuff, you know, but I want to say as far as it being pushed to radio stations, that's, that's the current one. That's the one we felt come out of the gate, you know, COVID's waning down, thank God. And 
let's give people something fun. And, you know, the summer's coming, coming around. So we just put that one out first and it's kind of to give people a taste of maybe, you know, what the record's going to be like. It's not going to be more war with my mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But, well, I think also, and I personally get confused because a lot of, you know, the way that records are released now, maybe it isn't released to radio, but you release, you know, one song here on Spotify and, and Apple, then another one and then another one. I don't know if those are all being released to radio at the same time or if those are just previews or some of those just released to streaming or like once they yeah, get out, well, they also for radio. Uh, no, like, like I said, something's never changed is the only one that's been sent out okay. to radio stations. Cause some people like don't have like my parents, my mom just got an iPhone like weeks ago. And so right. they're, they're radio folks. They'll listen to the radio in the car at home. Mm-hmm. And so that's some of the, that's the only way for some people to digest music. And so, you know, that's something that we still invest in to get our songs out there to people that, you know, are not streaming or downloading and all that stuff. They're kind of more old fashioned uh, mm-hmm. or like my buddy, Will Green, you know, he's very big into the, does a lot for like the cotton farming community and stuff. And it keeps them in mind, uh, especially when write songs and stuff, he seems to kind of talk about it a bunch of just some guys getting their tractor dude and they have a CD player in it or they just turn on the radio and you know, that's, that's it. That's what they listen to. And so I think that can't forget those kind of people, you know, and that's, you're talking about country music. Those guys are really working the country, you know what I mean? So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, man, I, I think we'll keep investing in, you know, terrestrial radio is, is it's not going to go anywhere. Can. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. I mean, we have 20 radio stations that carry the show. And I would say that probably half of our audience still consumes it on terrestrial radio. And then the other half listens to it via podcast. Um, but, you know, people still spend advertising dollars on radio. I mean, it keeps me employed. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's certainly not going to go anywhere. I still listen to it. So I, I do, obviously, a talk show for a living. And I get kind of burned out. And so I don't listen to a lot of other podcasts. My escape is music. Or sometimes I listen to sports talk radio. Um, but, uh, but for like for my recording software i still have to actually burn a song onto a compact disc and then put that into my uh, adobe audition and then rip that into you know to save it onto my computer so you you know streaming doesn't get me the music that i want to play during the show uh, so i still have cds like people look at me like what the hell is that thing and for the reason of i have all these cds i up until like the first time i went to africa three years ago i took a cd player an old panasonic and had like my book of cd not book like a little one but like 15 Mm -hmm. older yeah and this kid he was probably like 19 years old he's like what is that i'm like let me tell you something son this is compact (laughs) disc player and this when i was your age was like this was like the the technology that we had you know so was it the no skip oh yeah 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 you drop it no skip uh but uh it's crazy i think it's better though today because you can listen to whatever you want whenever you want um yeah that's definitely a luxury. absolutely going back to radio especially in texas and i sound just like another arrogant texan talking about <laughs> texas once again no but uh that's all right we're the uh, best it, in texas <laughs> there's so much terrestrial radio just like small markets you know oh, you yeah. can go into a town like snyder texas eight thousand people but they'll have their own radio playing you know b-sides to like Texas artists or, you know, or even just Americana artists. And I always found out that was, that was something that I, I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So they, they always show a lot of love, you know? Uh-huh. 
Yeah. When you're a kid too, like getting on, listening to the radio and that's how you perceive like music in the world. Like you don't, before you have the freaking CD player that your brother has that you're envious about, you know, you're just like, all right, I guess I got to, you know, even old school clicking the tape in and trying to record your favorite song off the radio. Right, so you actually did that? <laughs> I've done it before. Yeah, for sure. But, but I mean, so, I, I was going to ask you that because I'm, I'm about to be 40. You guys are probably, <laughs> I'm going to guess at least 10 years younger than me. And I was wondering if that was like, if that missed your generation or if you actually were the. Yeah, we had that. The- <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I, I just remember thinking like at one point in my life, like in my mind, I, I won. I just love the radio. Like I, uh-huh. I loved, I would work outside on the weekends with my dad and he's very handyman, like, uh, building porches and all this stuff. And it would always he'd turn, turn on the radio and you'd find something, you know, Tim McGraw, George Strait, all these classic songs, you know, and, uh, thinking that, man, if I could get on the radio one day, like that's when you know that you made it or whatever. Uh, you know what I mean? It's so funny that now we are on the radio and stuff and you're thinking, man, if I could just get a, on this playlist, man, we'll be making it. But no, that makes me think of that Don Williams song, listen to the radio. And I hope that that, uh, that never goes away, but, uh, I don't think it will. Um, well, so let's do this. Let's play a, let's play a song off of the new record. What do you want? What do you guys want me to play? How about, uh, how about the first track? Just country is. All right, we'll roll that one. I wouldn't exactly say that I'm a honky-tonker But I've been known to haunt a haul or two I don't own a horse or wear a Stetson But a steel guitar paints the soul heart A shade of cowboy blue Some folks say Smile, let them in on through. Don't rely on first impressions. Country is what country means to you. Where I come from, it's a certain kind of living. It's the love you give that makes you a man. Country ain't some kind of accent Yes, man, we're Texans, we got us a fiddle in the band Some folks say that ain't country
fellas. We are going to take a quick break. We'll come back, continue the conversation, hear some more brand spanking new tunes with Flatland Calvary. That segment brought to you by Big and J, Whitetail Attractants, by the way. You can find their entire lineup of Whitetail Attractants, including the new apple-scented lineup right there at BigandJ.com. We'll be right back on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show. Whether you're headed to the lake for crappie, the coast for redfish, or trying to put your tag on that big gobbler this spring, don't let your truck tank your next trip. Third Coast Diesels does it all. From maintenance to repairs to full diesel rebuilds, any accessory on any truck, doesn't matter. They also do lifts, wheels, tires, hell, you name it, Third Coast Diesel does it. Call David Boone at 214-326-1176 or visit thirdcoastdiesels.com. In the market for a compact track loader, then check out the Bobcat Advantage, where Bobcat track loaders squared off against other brands in a variety of tests and challenges. Whether you're looking for performance advantages, uptime protection, or quality design, Bobcat compact track loaders are the best built machines in the industry. But don't take our word for it. Watch the videos at BobcatAdvantage.com or see Bobcat machines in person at Bobcat of North Texas in Louisville, Fort Worth, Cedar Hill, Longview, McKinney, Paris, and Sherman. Visit BobcatOfDallas.com today. There's the late, great Jerry Jeff Walker bringing us back on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show presented by Mossberg Firearms. I'm Cable Smith. We're still visiting with the, the guys from Flatland Calvary. But before we dive back into that conversation, this segment of the show brought to you by a new sponsor, one that I am really excited to be working with, and that is NUMA Hunting Apparel. New apparel of the show. They're a Texas-based company, passionate about really focusing on uh, bow hunting gear for whitetail hunters. But they've got some of everything and for every occasion. That's what I'm taking to Africa this week. So we'll put it through the ringer there. Uh, but super excited to be working with NUMA. You can find them at NUMA.com. That's NUMA with a P. It's silent. P-N-U-M-A. NUMA.com. All right. Um, well, we've still got... Cleto Cordero, Jason Albers, and Reed Dillon of Flatland Cavalry here with us. Appreciate you guys sticking around. Let's talk about the new record, Welcome to Countryland. What separates this album from the from the previous two? I mean, every every album's different. And, you know, I've asked musicians before, which song or which album do you like the best? And it's like, well, which kid? They're like, which of your children do you like the best? <laughs> and I say, well, Henry, of course. But no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So what separates it from the previous two uh, full-length albums and your LP? You asked a question earlier that I don't uh, think we answered, but, you know, getting to write it over a period of time and not in the back of a moving van or, like, in an apartment that doesn't have a couch or anything, any place to sit down, like, no stability, you know, just uh-huh. in our early 20s. Uh, I think getting to be able to be stationed in one place, have that, you know, peace of mind despite the world's on fire outside you know which if anything made it more at least this is just my testimony the other guys have two other stories you know but i think it's this one's different because it was made just during a a way different time in everyone's existence you know and Mm -hmm. for me it it 
it made me want to be more intentional with living in general in life, you know, and uh, give people something on the other side of an awful, terrible ordeal that, Hey, you know, one thing is going to persist. It's going to be a human spirit. You know, it's going to, it's going to be, it'll be still around here at the other side of this and give people something awesome to listen to. And um, before it was kind of like the last record uh, you have your whole first, you have your, your whole life to write your first record and you have 18 months to write every record after that. That's what they say. And that's <laughs> totally true. But whenever you're sitting down at home and you're looking out at your garden and you're, you have nowhere else to go, you can't go anywhere. I mean, uh, that's a lot better writing situation. And uh, then like I said, in the back of a van, but, um, and then just the band together, getting together, recorded at a pro studio that's recorded so many awesome albums, you know, I mean, I just think the whole thing was us kind of walking across the threshold of something we've never done before. And everybody, you know, you got to put on your big boy pants and your big boots and, you know, you show up and I think everyone did. And uh, I don't feel like a coming of age kind of thing. And at least those are my, uh, my comments at least. What about you? Yeah. Reed? Uh, yeah. Claudio kind of mentioned it at the end, just the recording process in general, because uh -huh. like, the past two we had recorded in Lubbock and like it took us a long time relatively to this one to get the recording done like I remember it taking like two or three weeks and like this one we did it like Nashville studio style we recorded 15 in three days and we were kind of nervous about it for sure but luckily we had John and Adam our bass player and our utility player they're like the most musical out of all of us so they went through and like did the charts and everything like what chord is it on during this part how many beats and stuff and everyone had them printed out so yeah we went in there with you know we were much more prepared than we had been previously so it was fun to kind of go in there and knock it out quickly yeah. like that even though it was nerve-wracking <laughs> <laughs> and jason do you have anything to add to that yeah yeah i uh i thought this one was was different like cleto said coming of age that's a great way to to term it, it was a, uh, it was a time where um, everybody, you know, at the beginning we were doing this as we were at Texas tech, getting our degrees for parents, you know, and, and uh, I had moved off to Florida. Um, so I, my fiance had a job over there and uh, I was, uh, you know, flying back and forth and COVID hit everybody stuck in their own homes. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, there's a culture within this band of, you know, every weekend we're seeing each other at least three days a week hop in the van or the bus <clears throat> and uh, we're all listening to the same music usually in the front lounger uh, in, in the van, someone's just, you know, plugging in the aux cord and say, you know, play something. And I think there's something to that, uh, you know, as far as how we're forming our, our sound, at least um, during COVID that was not a thing. Mm -hmm. So, cause we weren't together. So we all, got together on zoom was like let's put the work in like we created our own playlist what are you guys listening to why do you like this song and like almost went a deep dive into like what it what is our sound you know um so i feel like there's definitely a coming of coming of age coming of sound with within this and uh and the the country land part to me is like man we we can't travel we can't see um all the people we know across the country and you're you're you have to reflect on that when you're at home and, uh, you know, you think about how much you miss it and all that stuff and, and how grateful we are just to be able to go across the country with my best friends and play music and all the experiences. 
Uh, and I, I feel like that has all come to fruition with this album. Mm-hmm. Right on. So. Yeah. And, and I will say you guys are, it's different. I've had a lot of bands on over the years. Most of the time, though, I send a request uh, to your PR person or whatever, and they just give you the lead singer and whoever your whoever it was that i was communicating i saw was, some ex girls want to dance it was dylan it was dylan right and uh <laughs> right <laughs> and he said yes uh but that's fine but flatland's a full band and so we'll get as many of the guys on as possible wow that's you know that's pretty cool so um Certainly. Next time, can, you, can we get everyone, and then you'll be in the it'll look like the Brady Bunch? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys certainly are a close knit group, and next time we'll get Wes and John and Adam on here with us. Um, let's do another one off of Welcome to Countryland. Uh, y'all's choice. You guys pick a brand new I record. Pick. Well, uh, all three of us wrote. Uh, what was it No Ace in the Hall? Okay. Um, Cleto Cleto played a cool little riff, and uh, we were like, man, we can't let that one go, and we got on Zoom and. You know, and uh, hammered it out. Noise in the hole, only jokers on your side. Noise in the hole, and you got more to lose than just your pride. Again, you'd find me here Hoping for a jackpot And grinning ear to ear But what's the point of living If you never feel alive They say life is a highway I intend to enjoy the
in the hole. I think that was the second song I heard off of the new record, um, Welcome to Country Land. And, you know, I did want to ask each one of you as someone who's passionate about finding new music. I mean, that's what we're doing today, right? Is making sure everyone else knows about y'all's new record. So what is inspiring you guys these days uh, and getting the most streams on your playlist? Lucas Nelson's new album. I've got to listen to it a couple times. And what I have heard, the lyrics are incredible. Uh, He's one of those guys I think just doesn't miss everything. It seems to be uh, whether it's it's not like, you know, commercially pop, poppy. I mean, it still is sonically very, you know, easy on the ears, but just the words that he says. And it's cool that, you know, he comes from Willie Nelson. He's probably my, my favorite artist, but I would say mm-hmm. his stuff, you know, that comes to mind first. Right. Okay. Jason? Man, uh, <clears throat> there's, a, there's a couple guys. Uh, Brent Cobb. Yeah. He's got a really cool sound. You know, it's almost like country funk um, on one of those albums. And uh, diving into him, great songwriter. And uh, I, like, I like the sound of uh, Brothers Osborne. Uh, it's, there's that new album. It's, it's pretty good, man. It's, it's, got a, it's got a real rocking sound. And, and the songs are upbeat and fun. So just puts me in a good headspace. Yeah, I, li- I like Brent Cobb a lot. I'll check out Brothers Osborne. And yeah. uh, what about you, Reed? Uh. I kind of have some shared with Cleto and Jason, Brothers Osborne, for sure. And then I love Lucas Nelson as well. And then one that I'm looking forward to that's coming out, it's kind of not country, but John Mayer's new album comes out on the 17th. And I'm I'm anxiously awaiting that one. I love the new single that he put out. So, Well, say what you want about John Mayer, but the dude is an absolute monster on the guitar. And you've got to be to just pick up and go tour with the Grateful Dead. Uh, so yeah, I'll check that one out, Reed. Um, let's do one more song as we're wrapping up here. And Reed, um, the other guys have already picked one. This one's uh, all you, man. Let's do Meantime, the last one. Let's do it. Been looking back for ages, turning pages in your mind. Reading into yesterday's Hoping you will find a way to rearrange it all Leave the past behind While life moves on without you in the meantime I mean time feels like it takes forever When your heart looks too far on down the line That cup of age red wine tastes so much
the wind runs through a chime Friction's good for something But you can't rub two nickels into a dime So go on with the flow Take it all in stride Like the rising of the sun And the rolling of the tide stuff um humble folks homeland insecurity if you ask me what's on my playlist um which you didn't but i'll tell you it's flatland calvary <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah the thing that gets the Thanks, most brother. time appreciate y'all's time and uh i'm sure it's good to be back on the road so good luck on uh on the tour and promoting the new record appreciate you man well uh, maybe we'll get get a hunt in someday together yeah you buy that bow and and start flinging some arrows and we'll we'll, we'll talk uh on down the road and see how it's going <laughs> All right. Sounds good, man. I appreciate your time as also. And, uh, you know, catch you around. Take care. All right. Y'all take it easy. All right. Adios. Appreciate you, Kevin. So there they go. The pride of Lubbock, Texas, Flatland Calvary. Awesome stuff there. Uh, certainly enjoyed visiting with Cleto, Jason, and Reed. Uh, that segment of the show proudly brought to you by Rustic Reminders Taxidermy with locations in Marion and San Antonio, Texas. Josh and Becky Gunther have been taking care of all of my trophy mounts for over a decade. They do amazing work, offer fast turnaround time, and answer the phone when I call. Imagine that. You can find them at gr8mounts.com. Coming up next, an unlikely injury sustained at the hands of a gar. Cousins Emily and Corey Vogues join me right here on SCI's Lone Star Outdoors show. Hell yes. Hey guys, Cable here, and if you're listening to this show, you probably like ARs. And I'm not talking about antler restrictions, I'm talking about, you know, ARs, modern sporting rifles. And Timber Creek Outdoors has the best way I've found to take your AR to the next level. 
It's the Enforcer Kit. It features high-end performance parts and jaw-dropping looks. It's perfect for sportsmen, competitors, firearms, enthusiasts, and people who trust their lives to their equipment, like you and I. When combined together, these parts improve usability, as well as ergonomics, big word there, and dependability of any small framed modern sporting rifle. Timber Creek products are manufactured by Americans in the USA, God bless America, and they implement uncompromising quality control and offer a lifetime warranty. They've got a bunch of different color options, something for everybody. I've got a Hunter Green Enforcer Kit on my 224 Valkyrie. Absolutely love it. You will too. Check out the Enforcer Kit at TimberCreekOutdoorsInc.com. Hey y'all, Chris Letzinger, online sales manager at Cinnamon Creek Ranch here, reminding you we're not your typical archery club. We're a one-of-a-kind archery facility with indoor and outdoor ranges, full pro shop, and six different 3D courses. Cinnamon Creek was designed by hunters for hunters. Located in Roanoke, Texas, we have over 200 3D targets to hone your archery skills. Call 817-439-8998 or visit us at cinnamoncreekranch.com to visit our new online store. That's cinnamoncreekranch.com. Another day out on the lake, nothing too exciting. Lightning in the water, but the fish ain't really bad. Even if they never come, I don't really mind. Cause I got long necks on ice and I'm taking life one beer at a time. Cable Smith welcoming everybody back to SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show presented by Mossberg Firearms. Uh, great to be here talking hunting, fishing, and a little country music with you today. Uh, we're going to shift gears now and get into an unfortunate fishing accident or assault. Uh, I don't know how it all played out, but cousins Emily and Corey Vogues will be here uh, to recount her freak injury sustained at the hands of, I think it was a needle-nosed gar. Um, yeah, nasty wound. But uh, before we do that, this segment is proudly brought to you by Lone Star Ag Credit. Land is the one thing they're not making any more of, but we all want it. So if you're ready to make that dream your reality, head over to LoneStarAgCredit.com. They've been helping their borrowers finance their own piece of paradise for over 100 years. They'll do the same for you. That's LoneStarAgCredit.com. All right. Uh, with that being said, joining me now on uh, another Zoom call. Gosh, I love Zoom. And the, the cool thing is, for radio anyway... The audio quality is just so much better than recording over a phone line like we used to uh, traditionally do. But anyway, Corey and Emily Vogues, uh, cousins from the uh, North Texas area, joining us now. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. Yeah. Good to see you. Thanks. Thanks for having us on, Cable. My pleasure. So you guys share a last name. You're yes. not married. So what is the family uh, relation here? Our, our dads are brothers, so okay. we, we grew up together. Yeah, we're, we're first cousins. Okay. And so is your family a close-knit one? I mean, do you guys still see each other frequently? Yes. Very much so. so. <laughs> for, for reference, in three weeks, we have our annual family reunion, and there's generally about 300 people that show up. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> and it's every, yeah. it's every year. We miss 2020 because stupid COVID stuff, and, and I guess the leaders that kind of – manage everything where they, they lean a little more left so we uh we didn't get to have it uh-huh yeah so there's just a lot of a lot of older people that show up so oh sure you know. i mean yeah it almost killed my mom we we got together for thanksgiving and then she you know 
got to go to the hospital for over a month. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I feel high risk people, you know, they yeah. need to do what they need to do. Yeah. Um, so no, no big deal, but yeah, well, at least you guys are going to have it this year. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah we're excited. Seemingly getting back to uh, some sense of normal or, or a new normal. Anyway. Yeah. New normal. <laughs> <laughs> you guys grew up hunting and fishing. Oh, yeah. Yep. And Emily, do you like to do, I mean, do you like to hunt and fish as well? Oh yeah. Yeah. Go so, a couple times every year uh-huh. down to South Texas near Tilden. Okay. And then, you know, whatever I can get my hands on, people invite me places. And I say, yes. <laughs> you like to, what's your favorite thing to hunt? Uh, so my brother's got a thermal scope. It's pretty fun. So uh-huh. we'll like shoot pigs at night and stuff. And then we'll drag the pigs down the Sendera and then shoot coyotes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So it's yeah. pretty fun. And, and what about you, Corey? Uh, mostly whitetail. Um, yeah. I, I usually tell people that I've kind of gone on both ends of the spectrum. Um, I grew up just whitetail hunting, but I've been lucky enough to go to Africa twice. So everything in between, I'm, I'm still waiting to do like elk and mm-hmm. something like that. But uh, uh-huh. yeah, mostly, mostly whitetail and a couple trips to Africa. Nice. Yeah. I yeah. leave for Africa next Friday. Uh, and I'm um, jealous. And- Where are you going? Uh, South Africa, where it's like, I don't know if you've seen the news lately, but I don't, uh, there's not a lot of people signing up to go to South Africa right now. <laughs> yeah. How's that working? I mean, are, are they pretty sticklers on the whole COVID thing? Um, well, right now it's just, there's a bunch of unrest, like looting and. Oh, oh yeah. There's a bunch of stuff going on. It's like. And it's in South Africa, right? Yeah. Like Johannesburg, which we will be going to the airport there. We the airport there. Yeah. Airport, so. Uh, and we don't have to, we actually get on another plane to Port Elizabeth from there where I don't think it's as bad. At least my PH yeah. was trying to talk me off of the ledge, but, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but you know, COVID, they just make you take a PCR test each way. Okay. Um, so Jeez. we, um, we should be good, but you know, it's going to be an adventure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it makes good stories. When you went to Africa, Corey, what, uh, what was your favorite thing that you took over there? Uh, Cape Buffalo for sure. That's hands down. Uh, the first trip was mostly just came, uh, planes game, um, dip your toes in the water the first. Yeah. Yeah. And then man, you just get hooked. Just the country itself is beautiful being over there. And then, uh, yeah, the second trip took a, a nice Cape Buffalo and then a warthog and, and yeah, there's, there's not much comparison to like a Cape Buffalo hunt, you know, open sights, walking big, big, big bull rifle. It was fun. What caliber did you take? Uh, 416 Rigby. Okay. Yeah. I think that's what my pH was carrying. I was using a 375 Ruger. Yeah. So that's, that's a real common one too. It was, yeah. yeah, And those, those buffaloes, man, they, they eat up that lead and just keep on trucking. (laughs) Four 300 grain bullets it took. Yeah. This one down. And the first one double lunged him and he just started running. And Carl, my pH was like, get another one in him. (laughs) Don't stop shooting till you're out of bullets or he's laying there. So. It's, yeah. it's amazing how, yeah, when you're in the bush doing that, you don't feel nothing. But when we went to sight in that rifle, it's like a couple shots. I'm like, I don't want to do that oh. anymore. Yeah, your, dad, box. Oh. your dad let me shoot that one when I was like 12. That <laughs> knocked me over. I was sitting yeah. down yeah. and like put, knocked me back and had a big old bruise because I was too little. <laughs> yeah, I think it's fun. I let my eight-year-old shoot my uh, seven mag recently. Ooh. And so... I, the biggest thing he had shot previously was a 22-250. He shot a uh, whitetail with it this year. Mm-hmm. Then I got a suppressor, and that changed the game because it cuts the recoil, I would oh, say, yeah. like in half. So oh, I yeah. let him shoot my – basically the only guns I had that were threaded at the time were 
the uh, I had a 243, a 6.5 Creedmoor, and a 7 mag. And I was just mm-hmm. like, we'll just let him shoot all of these. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he had fun with a 243. <laughs> he was kind of like lukewarm on the 6.5, but he liked shooting that one because that's what the thermal scope's on. Yep. So he was like, okay, I don't want to <laughs> do that again. But then the 7 mag, he looked at me and goes, nope, don't want to do that one again. Yeah. <laughs> that was still not fun, even with the suppressor. So Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, so w- I-, I was alerted to this post of basically emily's bloody arm uh, yeah i think our mutual friend uh, jeff barstead tagged me on it and so i get to looking at it and then it's like look at the next picture it's like a, an alligator guard did this to you is it so the like a needle nose gar or or a long nose gar yeah uh, the, a little the longer thinner. then Correct. this thing probably was three feet long two or three feet long Oh, no, it's probably four four and a yeah, half he's feet a big long. One. We, tr- we tried to weigh it but our scale maxed out i think at 20 20 or 25 um uh-huh. but we weren't sure if that was the max weight or it's just max out the scale okay yeah. um, so, it was, so it was bigger than i thought w- were you guys bow fishing no we were, <laughs> yeah we were actually setting lines for catfish um every time so this is the same river we go to for our family reunion um we always put out lines to try to catch catfish and you know every once in a while those gar they're not we'll the smartest animals but but you usually don't hook them they just you know snap at that little perch from the bait and always get tangled up and yeah they just spin yeah and then their their nose is just wrapped up in that line and it's like because it's like a nylon line you know so it's a mother to get them off especially when you're in like a tube or a canoe trying yeah. not to tip over uh-huh so and so what were you guys in usually usually Corey and i go out in a canoe to set them and pick them up and he and one of our rel- our cousins, Ross, were fishing per- perch, mm-hmm. and I'd been drinking beer all afternoon, hanging out in the river. Uh-huh. They were going by, so I just hopped on a tube to go with them. So I was just with a tube and a beer, <laughs> <laughs> and I saw the the line twitching, so I went over and I was like, "Oh, it's a gar," but I didn't have anything, so I untied it, and I just kind of let the gar pull me down river going all over the place (laughs) and uh there's a dock set up where you can like slide kayaks and stuff down so we get out the dock and i was like holy look how big this thing is so i pull it out and i yelled up to his dad uncle steve check out how big this is when i yelled that it started thrashing it just came down and went across my arm got me on the leg a little bit oh my gosh and i didn't i didn't feel it at all and i looked at it and i was like ah! oh my god i could see my meat and my veins and my artery yeah her, her her face got serious real fast because i was i was at the bottom putting perch in the bucket or whatever and i look up at her and she's like i gotta go like i think it got a vein or something because it was just blood and i was like all this, okay yeah. so they, all this beer is just oozing out yeah. too you know it's like it gave me a little more hubris than i deserved and thought i could handle it i guess <laughs> Yeah. wow okay so and you said you didn't feel it i i'm i didn't feel it for two days shot those things with the bow i mean those teeth are like razor blades they are for like i didn't feel it when it happened i didn't feel it when they were washing it out like even the peroxide and alcohol it didn't sting at all until like i guess that monday because uh-huh. luckily my sister's a nurse she's kind of a badass so i w- went up there i was like lauren will you clean me up <laughs> she made sure it didn't cut an artery thank god it didn't because we were yeah well, pretty it, far it, from the hospital it would have been a close one <laughs> you had a bunch of cuts but the one yeah. one was pretty deep one and... was there was about five or six that were pretty ge- deep uh-huh. and then one of them gaped but That's a lot of them were all like, like oh. they're all pretty deep 
So you didn't you didn't need to get stitches though, huh? No. So uh, they cleaned it out with this stuff called uh, chlorhexidrine, which is like what surgeons use to wash their hands and like clean the area before surgery. So it's good cleaning. It's better than like using rubbing alcohol or whatever. And so we cleaned it out with that and we had little steri strips and stripped it up. And uh, so I just like relied on my sister to clean it and we cleaned it. She taped it. Uh, when we got back into town, cause we were camping out at the river place. When we got back into town, uh, my sister had gotten like the surgical glue and glued them closed and it was all good. It looked fine. felt great. Um, it started to hurt maybe. So this happened Saturday was the gar, I guess Monday night, Tuesday, it started hurting like really bad where I had to like take stuff to go to sleep. Cause it Did was it hurting hot? so bad. It wasn't, it got a, not really, not like you normally feel with infections and stuff. Yeah. And then, right yeah, it was pretty, it started, I guess Tuesday night, it started to pus a little bit. And so I went to my sister and she cleaned it out, you know, dug in there, got all the gunk out, uh, re-stary stripped uh. it closed. And then by, I guess, Wednesday morning, I woke up and it was still oozing. I was like, man, it's starting to hurt like really bad. Like couldn't move my elbow. And I went to work and then sent a picture of my sister and she works, she's a nurse. So yeah. she asked one of the doctors there and she was like, ah, yeah, you need to go to the hospital and get some UV <laughs> or some IV antibiotics because that's not good. Yeah. And within maybe, within maybe three or four hours, it had red streaks all the way up to my armpit and I couldn't oh. move my entire arm <laughs> Wow! and it just got super infected. <clears throat> yeah. And, she, and you were already on like oral antibiotics. Yeah. So I had been cleaned out and my roommate's mom is a doctor. So I called her and was like, Hey, I got bit by a gar. Can you call in an antibiotic, whatever. So I was already on antibiotics hmm. and it still got infected. And, hmm. uh, I had no idea that. So on that post, like I had a couple of people that I knew that, you know, comment on and say, oh, you know, you make sure you do, you do something about it, go to the hospital because they're, you know, a lot of bacteria in those teeth. And yeah. I was like, yeah, whatever. And like, honestly, <laughs> if it was me, I mean, I don't think I would have done anything. Yeah, the gas was bad, but I probably would have bandaged it and whatever. But yeah, yeah seeing what happened the, the following week was just like, yeah, it got it was zero to 60, man. It like felt fine. And then by the next day I couldn't move my arm. My whole arm was swollen. Like I couldn't even lift my shoulder. And I went yeah. in, was like, uh, in the ER, I was like, so should I, should I have like come in and got stitches? Turns out they don't stitch animal bites. If it's from an animal's teeth, they never stitch it. Uh -huh. So, cause it locks the bacteria in there and you get infections. <laughs> Who yeah. knew? Well, they've changed that because I got attacked by a dog when I was a kid. I definitely mm -hmm. got stitches. Yeah, but maybe maybe that practice is maybe wild animal. We know more about infection now. Yeah, uh, I've <laughs> only bit. had the pleasure of but. going on uh, intravenous IVs one time. I had my appendix taken out, mm -hmm. and we were supposed to go to Mexico. My wife and I. Um, this is pre kids when we had you know we were living free and freedom and fun, no responsibility. <laughs> um, we were going with another couple, and um, I was like appendix or something's wrong so i drove myself to the hospital i'd looked up appendicitis i told them i was like my appendix needs to come out and they're like oh okay well, well you're not a doctor sure webmd right. so anyway <laughs> like an hour later i'm writhing in pain they're like oh yeah you have appendicitis i was like no <laughs> uh, so anyway they took it out and i went home you know day later or whatever and 
like after two days, I was like, man, this hurts worse than it did before. And it's because when they took it out, like it like ruptured a little bit. Part of that pus and infection yep. in my body cavity. And so I had to go back and, uh, and get those IVs. The good thing was, I don't know, they probably didn't give you Dilaudid for your situation, but I don't, I've never done like hardcore drugs like that, but yeah. I could see how people get addicted to heroin because I was oh. in so much pain. And then I felt the best I ever had. I was telling my wife, yeah. I was like, this is great. <laughs> I should have appendicitis all the time. <laughs> yeah. Good times. Yeah. yeah. I've gotten like morphine and stuff for a surgery and boy, like that, you're just like, yeah. Fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm invincible. Uh, so you're all good now. I'm all good now. Yeah. The oozing stopped. The oozing stopped. It's itchy as hell now, though, man. Holy uh-huh. smokes, it itches. And I work in a lab, so I got to keep it covered so I don't get yeah. gross stuff in it. But right, right. <laughs> well, I just thought it was interesting. Guy, you don't see people uh, get attacked or injured by. <laughs> by yeah. cars uh i yeah. never had seen it so i was like this is fascinating so to um, be fair it was totally my fault i should have put it on the bank and hit it with a branch or something but i pulled it i was like hey look at this thing <laughs> <laughs> it, it had other plans so uh, where's the what ha- where's the gar now is it are you gonna mount that sucker it's in the freezer so it's in the freezer yeah. yeah so her her dad was actually curious i think we've done it before but no we strung it up and he skinned it um <laughs> and then we cut out some meat just just to fry but they, they haven't done it yet because we fried catfish that sunday and then uh yeah so just from what we've heard it's it's kind of chewy kind of like a like a like an alligator would be you've had it before Corey. we've we've cooked it at the fish fries we just never told anyone that's what i thought <laughs> I've eaten an alligator gar. Everyone says it's not bad, and I would describe yeah. it as not bad and certainly not good. It's just, yeah. you know. It's yeah. kind of like alligator where you need to cut it a little smaller or else mm-hmm. it gets chewy and tough. But you yeah. put enough cornmeal and fry it up, it tastes just fine. <laughs> and and well, funny thing about when we were cleaning it, uh, we he pulled out a little twenty two bullet out of that thing's back. Oh, yeah. This is an interesting part of the story. Yeah. yeah. So... Now, I can't confirm it was us because when we were little, probably, I mean, this is probably at least 10 years ago, we would just take our 22s down there and, and just shoot them because, you know, they surface every once in a while and there's a lot in that river. So mm-hmm. there's this one little bank. That's, I'm not sure know, about the legality of this, but I think there's a, there's a uh, sunset clause <laughs> on that. So if you're a little kid. And well, so, so here's, gator here's the, the thing. I, look, <laughs> I looked it up. I know the I know the bag limit on gator gar is one. There's no limit. I don't I guess. Needle nose gar aren't game animals, uh-huh. so I, I don't know the the laws on that either. But I will say we weren't shooting gator gars. Um, the statute of limitations has <laughs> passed. We're you're good. There we go. yeah. yeah. So yeah, we used to do that all the time. We just shoot them as they surfaced and and whatever. And uh, so it was really weird when he killed this one. And sure enough, we pulled the little twenty two slug out of it. I mean, it's it's almost like a perfect little bullet. And I'm like, well, I don't know how old these things get, but. That'd be pretty crazy if that was us. I don't know if there's we're anybody gonna, else out on the river doing it. We're going to tell people from now on that it was your bullet. I mean, it's got to be. Yeah. So, Emily, <laughs> you never participated in the plinking of the gar? Uh, I'm sure I did. Or so, I I mean, was, it got I its was... revenge. Were you, did you have anything to do with that? Or is, you can thank Corey for, for that. I'm going to say it's Corey's fault, really. Yeah. <laughs> it's his it fault. For me, I but I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah. I'm glad that you're feeling better. Uh, yeah. it, it certainly looked pretty gnarly. 
got pretty hairy there for a little bit. I was home from work for two days, like yeah, feeling like crap. My arm couldn't move. It was, but yeah, who would have thought? You know, mauled yeah. by a gar. It got yeah. me good. I could see all the stuff inside my arm. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't I feel I'll, it, so my I'll, brain wasn't processing it. I'll put the pictures up. People can check it out. It's gnarly. Yeah. Oh, I'll send you some. I'll send you some more like yeah, really good yeah, ones. Please do the up close ones. <laughs> I'll send you a pussy one if you want. It's pretty uh, gross. Good on that one. Yeah. But uh, no, I'm glad that gross. you're feeling better. And I appreciate you guys jumping on here just to yeah. shoot the breeze and, and yeah, talk man. about an abnormal occurrence in the great outdoors. Yeah. Right. It was, Coors Light this, uh, or whatever it was. this arm is very unlucky because we've put it together. I've been bit on this left arm by an ostrich, a monkey, and now a gar. Wow. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that ridiculous? <laughs> how does that well, happen i don't know but as long as you don't add uh rattlesnake or cottonmouth to that list. yeah that's the plan i'll, I'll be more careful with those <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well hey you guys have a good one thank you so much for your time we'll catch yeah, up nice somewhere down the line likewise good talking to you Absolutely. y'all take it easy take All it right, easy man so there you have it cousins Corey and emily vogues and you know, I don't think we've ever had a set of cousins on the show before. So a cool, close-knit family, it sounds like, that uh, really enjoys the outdoors. Uh, <laughs> what a crazy deal to have happen to you. Uh, that segment, by the way, brought to you by All Seasons Feeders and their lineup of barbecue and backyard smokers, grills, even pellet grills. They've got it all. And uh, I absolutely love mine. I've got the 24 by 20 barbecue pit, which I use religiously. You can find the entire lineup at allseasonsfeeders.com. Well, just looking at the clock, we got to go. Got to get out of here. Flat out of time. Thanks to our guests today, the guys from Flatland Calvary. Uh, thanks to Emily and Corey Vogues. Thanks to you guys and gals for being a part of SCI's Lone Star Outdoors show. Until next time, I'm Cable Smith saying, y'all have a great week in the outdoors. Crazy moon, keep on shining. Sing a song.